Hey, and welcome to the Skeptic Hangout, the place where we sit back, relax, and chit chat about intriguing and sometimes controversial topics through the lens of skepticism. We are Richard and Laura, and today we are discussing sin. So grab your English tea or your absolutely sinful double chocolate caramel crunch frappuccino with extra whip and join us as we talk about the myriad of ways one can piss off a god. This is episode 57, Sin. All right. You ready to talk about all the bad things in life? All the horrible all things the we can do? Bad things in life, yeah. Things I, like uh, uh, wanting stuff and coveting things. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what? When As soon as I hear the words, because I've never grown up religious, so I don't have that mm-hmm. religious kind of connotation to the word. I just think of really good fucking songs when I hear the word sin. <laughs> so okay, give us an example. I, uh, uh, Sinner by Aaron Lewis and Willie Nelson. Okay. It's a, that's, that's a cool song. Uh, I'll, yeah. There's lots of songs about it. Oh, yeah, you could go to Devil Came Down to Georgia. Is that the one? Ooh, uh, yeah. Charlie Daniels Band. It yeah, just, because playing not, guitar, that is definitely it's, sinful. It's about that was the, a... It was a fiddle, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a fiddle. He, he, yeah, bet, he had a bet fiddles. with the devil about make, winning a fiddle made of gold. And uh, I, I get the feeling that that was either inspired by or had something to do with the film Crossroads. Mm-hmm. Which I, I, I get the feeling it was, inspi- uh, it was uh, inspired by because although the film was after the song, the film was based on a guitarist whose name I've forgotten, who a blues guitarist, who, mm. who who was pretty shit by all accounts, and he went away, and then a year later he came back, and he was really good. And, and nice, and he unlocked his potential. Yeah, and and the story went they met the devil at the crossroads and and sold his soul. So, dude, that's a that know. sounds like a good movie. I don't know. The devil goes down to Georgia always reminds me of Coyote Ugly because I'm shallow like that. So I think of other (laughs) sins like dancing on bar on bar tables and (laughs) dumping ice all over yourself. I I don't see that as (laughs) sinful. I've never had that religious connotation. I've always seen people dancing on barroom tables as fun. I I, okay, admission time. I've been in more than my fair share of bar fights over the years. I have never been in a bar fight. I've never danced on a table, but I've had myself my fair share of fun. <laughs> I've never been through slid across a bar and and uh, like you know the classic and had like the, the water dumped on them or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. I've never <laughs> yeah. I've never gone across a bar like that. That's that's on my to do list before I die. <laughs> I know you're not dead yet. Yeah, let's make it happen. <laughs> So sin, uh, what does what does sin mean outside of movies and kind of uh, cool songs? What does sin mean yeah, to you? Because you, you have know, been like, religious and you've had the perspective of two different religions from yeah. Islam and Christianity. So what's your perspective and how do how does the concept contrast between those two religions? Awesome. I'm I'm gonna answer first from an atheist perspective. Like honestly sin is a made-up word that fits into mythologies in order to dictate or to to talk about um 
what pleases or displeases a god and there's really nothing more to that like that that's really all it is from the outside um because it can be quite arbitrary like mixing your cotton and whatever the other fabric is or boiling a baby goat in milk like some of it eating shellfish some things that can be considered sins in different religious groups are very very arbitrary what it really boils down to is god don't like it and um a lot of people while they're in that religious mindset will tie it to morality and say, no, it goes beyond just pissing God off. And it's really more about human morality and behavior. Um, But when you really digest it and when you really start separating what they see as sin versus not sin, um, morality measures into some and not into others. Right. And so morality really has very, very little to do with sin especially if you talk about sin being things like creating idols or worshiping other gods, right? Um, most of the Ten Commandments have nothing to do with good, decent human behavior. Some do, right? Like thou shalt not kill. It's not a terrible, not a terrible law to go by. Um, but then it's obviously from a religious perspective, it's broken when that God says that it's righteous or or justifiable, right? So even then, sin is not necessarily tied to morality it's circumstantial right um so yeah from an outside perspective it's a very made-up term um that can have really arbitrary rulings attached to it uh what are your thoughts on that from the outside and then i'll go into the religious part of it from my perspective i i'm i'm actually interested because what do you consider you know you you talked a little bit about the ten commandments and of course there are more than ten commandments in the old testament of course i should have yeah and and then Come the New Testament, there were, you know, some of those have done away with, although the Ten There's Commandments the are generally kept to kept to for some reason. Um, would you consider that sin? Because from an outside perspective, I and and I know it's a popular Christian idea that that these if you do things against God's will, it is sin. But yeah, and bear with me on this. <laughs> uh, it's 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 sin, not the f- because we're all born sinners. But that's a hereditary sin, brought down from the time of Adam and Eve. So it's actually breaking the commandments of God itself in all the commandments of God. Sinning is is it considered sinning? I don't know. It's it's an open question. Is what considered sinning breaking the Ten Commandments or any of the Ten Commandments? And 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 any rule that God gives. Is it considered it sinning? On the religion, or, right? are we considered sinners just because we uh, inherited that original hereditary sin from Adam? Yeah, because original sin isn't in all Christian religions, and it's certainly not in any religions outside of Christianity. So original sin really has more to do with Catholicism and some of the offshoots, right? And um, a lot of contemporary Christian religions reject that. So it really depends on who you're talking to. If you were to talk to, say, a Catholic, and I've never been Catholic, so I could be answering this incorrectly or I could be misunderstanding. But from my understanding, a Catholic would agree with you that, like, yeah, so you're born sinful. You're born with a nature, like a sin nature um, that you can't get around. But I don't, where I don't know is, like, how they would say, um, therefore, what you just did isn't a sin. I think they would still consider it a sin. They would just tie it back to that sinful nature and this is where i'm just kind of like tying myself up in knots trying to answer a question i don't really know the answer to but that's sort of my yeah, loose yeah. understanding of catholicism right 
it gets complicated is, as well when you're like in, in Catholicism and in uh, the Eastern Christian religions, but not yeah, in Protestantism. They mm-hmm. have yeah. the seven deadly sins, which yeah, are different, different to other sins. So uh, you know the dead, the the seven deadly sins are, and I'm not going to go through them all because I can't think of them all. Off the top Just of watch the movie Seven. It's fantastic. But, and it's a great but, representation of them. Uh, those, those sins are sins that if you commit those sins, you you can't necessarily you need atonement from them, or you'll not get to heaven. Whereas there are other sins which are kind of mm-hmm. lesser sins where you don't nest the the kind of uh, build up a scorecard against you if you're like getting into heaven ra- rather than uh, stopping you getting into heaven just from doing them uh, in and of themselves but that's right. not widespread and it's certainly not a protestant thing i think they accept a couple of those uh, as as uh like mortal sins but not all of them yeah and that that even in and of itself is really confusing um so I think Catholicism above other forms of Christianity is a lot more um, law-oriented and rule-oriented, and it's a lot heavier with, um, like, I don't even know how to explain it, but um, it's more complicated if you ask me. And because it's more complicated from the outside perspective, I see more contradiction and more um, incongruity with it. So you have the seven deadly sins and they're the ones that like automatically send you to, and I could be misunderstanding this. So just throwing that out there, but they're the ones that like kind of guarantee you hell in a way, but then anything is forgivable as long as you know, you love Jesus and Jesus forgives you. And as long as you atone for your sins. So there's sort of like this toss up between like, no, 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 this is a worse sin than that worse sin. But either way, if you ask for forgiveness, you know, you're going to get it. And it just becomes really like sort of convoluted. And I'm, I'm sure that like, there's, there's narratives, right among um the catholic uh followers where when people come to them with this question they probably have a very eloquent answer that that makes sense to them i would say from the outside um you start measuring sins like that but then you also say that anybody can get into heaven as long as it's by the grace of like god and love of jesus and as long as you repent your sins then then you're forgiven how does that work simultaneously like, how would there even be uh, levels of sins at that point? Do you know what? The, the, this is an area I'm getting really interested to academically. Uh, I'm getting really interested in theology at the minute. Newman theology, Christology, uh, mm-hmm. if I call it. That's not technically the correct term. Um, and and I am only just getting into it. I actually made a mistake recently. I, was, I can't remember what show I was on. And I said, uh, I, I don't. Oh, I, I do remember, actually. It was Talk Heathen, because I'd stepped in and, and kind of hosted that at the last minute. Um, and I was uh, asked about uh, something to do with Buddhism. And and I mentioned that uh, I was asked how, how long I'd been studying Buddhism academ- academically. And I, I mentioned that I'd only just started studying the New Testament stuff academically. Which isn't actually true. What I meant to say was, and I did correct this in the after show, but that just goes out on Discord. So no, no yeah, almost nobody it. listens to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what what I actually meant to say was, I'd, I'd only just started getting interested in the New Testament mm. stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, we, I've actually been studying it for a lot longer than I've been interested in it. <laughs> um, the uh, it's 
where was my train of thought then? They, they, they I'm getting really, really at the minute getting into the uh, kind of theology of things, the New Testament theology. And that is a minefield. And <laughs> tracing, tracing the different ideas, the different concepts from all the different councils that came together. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think they were just the the, the seven councils that, and then that was cut and dry, but it wasn't because right up until the Reformation and, and beyond, the they, they had different ideas. And yeah. I, I think the idea of sin is intrinsically uh, tied to the idea of a soul and what's going to happen to a soul. And yeah. That a, a, a lot of our modern conceptions of a soul are actually not based on anything in the New Testament. They're based on Greek philosophy. Yeah. So it's it's getting yeah. really. Like, I mean, this is it's something I don't really want to like deep dive into because I'm only just like getting into it myself as an academic interest and an academic subject. So mm. it, it's I don't want to misspeak on anything, but it's a whole like. It's a whole layer upon layer upon layer of like interesting stuff to talk about and to look at the the whole idea of the soul and the sins and how Catholics yeah. view it different and from Eastern evolve. Orthodox and yeah yeah it's absolutely brilliant it's fascinating for someone like me who's all the boring and enjoys doing that thing rather than going to a football game. <laughs> no, I think it's fascinating. Like, I think it's super interesting because we, we kind of take stuff at face value. Like if you were just go on the street and be like, what is a sin? A lot of people would say like, it's doing a bad action or it's doing something immoral, right? Some people might say like, oh, it's, it's doing something against God or displeasing God. And I, I honestly think that both of those are, are somewhat ignorant responses. Although the displeasing God is, is slightly closer to the, the truth. Um, but even then, when you start asking them, well, well, what is it that displeases God? It would be things that they would consider to be moral issues. And they might lump in stuff that we don't consider to be moral issues. Like, I don't consider um, sexuality or attraction or gender to have anything to do with morality. It's completely separate from morality, right? <laughs> but, but then a lot of people will kind of lump those in together. But it all boils down to, quote, unquote, right and wrong. But when you're actually studying theology and you're studying the history of it, sin has very, very little to do with right and wrong. And it really has a lot more to do with yeah. tribalism. And it has to do with the, the tribe of God, right? Like how to get it in and, and earn your club pass into the, the club of God and not be um, like uh, kicked out, basically, more or less. You know what I'm saying? Um, and those who sin against God or displease God are then separated from god or put on the outside or in some cases punished you know with hell for eternity um so honestly i think that like sin in and of itself is super super fascinating because you get these god characters that are built throughout human history like we built these god characters we came up with them and we've modified them over the years and we've fine-tuned them and we've tried to make those modifications that make them fit whatever's modern at the time you know make them fit the narrative um so looking at sin really shows us a lot about human nature, like what humans value, what humans thought were bad or good, what humans think are important traits to stick to. Um, and you look at like early Jewish mythology um, and you have hundreds, hundreds of rules that people had to stick to. And there's all sorts of justifications for them. But um, really that shows those rules show 
the mindset of the people at that time, what they valued, what they thought was dangerous, what they thought was good, um, how they thought they should treat other people. There's rules about slavery, rules about how to treat women, none of which I agree with, by the way, FYI, <laughs> right? But from their cultural perspective, it was, here's how to do this right. And um, so it really says less about the God character and more about the people who, who developed him, in my opinion. I think it's fascinating. Yeah, you, you touched on something really interesting when it comes to theology there. And I, I don't want to bang too much on about theology because I realize it's not everybody's bag. And, and I'm getting super into it. Well, minute. make so it their bag of chips. <laughs> than anyone in the world about it at the minute. <laughs> it's, you, you did actually mention something which, uh, which is, is kind of super important and super misunderstood. And that's, that, that's the idea of, of grace. And the fact that, mm. although you didn't mention it by name, you did, you did allude to it when you said that, uh, uh, you know, when God chooses or, or God choosing who's who's going to be saved or pe- the people who are going to be saved, because there are ideas in theology that, you know, you can only be saved if God chooses you to be saved. Because right. that's for, that that's one idea in, in kind of atheist circles that is right. not actually touched upon. And, you know, people think, you know, it's a criticism against religion, which they don't understand because they, they don't have that understanding of theology. The, you know, actually, God, in, in some ideas of theology, God does choose who he wants to save, and he does condemn the rest of people to hell or, or well, to, to not being saved, uh, depending on, on, on your viewpoint. And and that's a really interesting. That's a that's a whole different conversation in itself. Again, that that idea about grace and how much power it has, and that you know, basically, the first step is faith, and then once you have faith, God can give you grace to kind of empower you to believe and to be convinced and and to do the right thing. And that's a whole yeah. kind of sub genre of of study in itself which is really interesting for me <laughs> and that that also is a is a worldview or perspective that's that's in my opinion or to my understanding very unique to christianity so you had said that like in most of the the religions god kind of chooses i would say in any religion that there's actual sin there's ultimately a person who's deciding this is sinful and that's not or this person is gets in and that person gets out or that person like, I don't know how it works with Hinduism, whether someone chooses that person gets reincarnated as something else or whether it's sort of a natural process that happens without interference. Let's hold that thought because we're getting up to the commercial break and okay. I actually want to touch because you, you, you didn't expand on the difference between Christianity and Islam earlier. So let's get into a bit into that. different religions and, yeah. you know, and, and those Abrahamic religions and, you know, the two you're familiar with and how they compare. And a concept of sin outside of those religions in other religions. So we'll go to a commercial break and we'll talk about that when we get back. Sounds good. Okay, so we have a Facebook discussion group or a discussion oh. group, depending on how you like to pronounce it. Um, <laughs> If you're over enthusiastic like like me and like to trip over your words, you can pronounce it one way rather than another. It's a fantastic place to go. Well, you know, you can talk about the episodes. Highly encourage you to go and watch. If you're new to the show, go and watch back episodes or listen to the back episodes of your podcasters. 
and you know go on there and have your say we're really really interested in people just diving on there and giving their opinions correcting us of if we make any mistakes you know you'll often find we correct ourselves on there because we do make mistakes and that's that's all part and parcel of the fun of doing this it's you know it's completely unbiased it's unscripted and you know we're bound to make mistakes if you spot them let us know because we want to correct ourselves uh we also have a link tree where you can find those podcasts and you know the youtube channel and merchandise and so laura do you want to tell us about a little bit about what kind of merchandise we do absolutely yeah so the link tree will have the link to it um but we have a store that has some of our logos and slogans and just some fun stuff that we thought um kind of highlights or or separates like our show makes it unique and so you can go if you're interested in supporting us or even if you just want like something to to show off because you like the slogan um we have just about anything it could be a shirt it could be mugs keychains i know that richard is so proud of his mouse pad um he's probably got it right here yeah so you can get it with our logo which you can see down there on the bottom but you can also get it with slogans like our brains are shit or keep questioning things like that so um if you like what you hear and you like to support us go check out the merch store um if you just need a new coffee mug because you broke your last one hey head over to the merch store check it out yeah i would my dream is to see somebody and i say this on every every commercial i'm going to do it again uh, my dream is to see somebody in an, on another continent wearing one of our shirts or a hoodie with one of our slogans on. You know, take those selfies, send them in. And I have actually promised on the previous episode, and I will do this, I will actually do this. The first person on a continent other than the one I'm on, which is Europe, any per- the first person on a continent other than Europe who sends in a photo with themselves wearing one of our t-shirts or one of our hoodies, I will buy you a t-shirt and ship it to you free of charge uh, with the slogan of your choice. Cause I, that's just going to make my day. That's one of my bucket list <laughs> things to see. So it, it's worth, it's worth the, me spending the money on doing that for you. Please send the photos. And if you can yeah. get it up on Facebook so we can all see it and tag us, put it in our Facebook discussion group. And that way, um, Richard will be sure to see it and that will just make his day. Um, but in the Certainly meantime, will. yeah, in the meantime, let's head back to the show. Okay, so religion and sin, sin for multiple religions. So we didn't really get into the differences um, between Islam and Christianity. And one thing that I do want to say is like, as with pretty much any religion, there are sort of generalizations and then there's people who believe differently. So even among Christianity, if you ask 10 Christians about sin and about forgiveness and sin nature and, and God and our choices versus, you know, uh, what he just makes our nature and you're going to get 10 different answers. Um, most specifically about sin. It's just a really twisted subject. And I, I suspect that it's very much true in Islam as well. There are, there are different schools of thoughts and different ways that people approach it sin in islam is both more important and less important than christianity it's it's more important in the sense that you don't get that automatic forgiveness of just like well yeah 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 fucked up but you love jesus so you you get your free pass in right instead there's a little bit more personal responsibility and it is acts not faith that gets you into heaven but at the same time um they're seen more and i know mainstream teaching 
it, it gets just as orthodox as Christianity where it's like, oh, the sinner, oh, sins are so bad. And people can really like over-exaggerate it. But the core teaching in Islam is that nobody's perfect except the prophets and God. And so everyone's going to sin. Everyone's going to make mistakes. And nobody is um, un, what is it? What is, what is that word for like, you can't, you can't earn your way into heaven. Like you can basically like God forgives. God wants you to reach towards him. And if you reach out towards him, he'll reach out towards you. And so there's both more emphasis put on the sins, but in this sort of weird, hopeful way, there's less emphasis put on them where it's like, okay, you, you fucked up now do good and move on and you'll be fine. Right. Um, but when you really, when you really get down to it, both religions are virtually the same in how they handle it. It's, it's, it's very much a, you shall not, you shall not, you shall not, but I'm going to go secretly do this thing and not tell anybody. Right. <laughs> and I'm going to keep it under wraps. Um, and a lot of like outward social judgment um, with a lot of inward contradiction. And I, I see that in every Abrahamic faith or, or really any faith that has hard set rules of thou shalt do this. You see a lot of those contradictions. Yeah, that, that's actually quite interesting. Uh, I uh, certainly the, the I've got quite a few Muslim friends and certainly from the impression I get from them more so than my reading is that it's kind of outward expressions of of faith and piety are actually frowned upon in islam it's better to practice behind closed doors than to make a show of it you know that in itself is considered you know kind of bad i don't know whether it's considered yeah because it's considered it's the motivation like are you doing something because you want to be a good person you want to please god in which case you don't need any human um uh credit for it or are you doing it to show people that you're a good person are you being arrogant are you being um vain right and so yeah there is that sense of um privacy when it comes to like if you donate donate anonymously right if you help someone they might know that you help them but don't go tell the whole rest of the community like oh yeah i helped this guy like fix his car or whatever just kind of do it and be quiet about it um there, there's definitely that in Islam. And I think I've, I've seen that a little bit in Christian circles too, but I've definitely seen it stronger in Islam. Yeah. I've, uh, <laughs> on a side note, rather not, not comedic, because it's not particularly funny. Um, <laughs> a, a side note is uh, that I've, I've, I've been helped out by Muslim friends a few times, you know, over the course of the years. They do like to skim a little bit off the top when they're helping you out if they can. You know, oh, I think that would be up to the individual, though. I'm going to throw that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's just my experience, with, <laughs> with some exceptions. With some exceptions, but uh, by and large, my experience is that if if they can help you, they will. But if they can make a little bit of money on the side while helping you, they'll they'll happy to do great. that. Which is <laughs> not necessarily a sin to do that. So I don't even think that's that's a. Muslim practicing this human nature. Human nature is a little <laughs> bit greedy. Um, like I see the reason why some of these sins are sins, like the seven deadly sins. I can see where they're they are the excess of normal human behaviors, and it shows how you can take a normal human behavior and take it to a point where it's destructive. And um, now they oversimplify it by just saying like lust in general is sinful, but certainly um, greed is definitely one of those things that's kind of inherent humans and so yeah i can i can see why you've run into that a little bit how does how does sin tie into morality 
because if you know, right. one of the things I wanted to do in this half of the show was kind of tie it into Eastern religions where there isn't really a concept of sin as such. Right. The, the, there is kind of the idea of, of mor- morality and, and that can be beneficial or especially in, it's certainly Buddhism. And morality is in fact, it's not a case of good and evil. It's right. not a case of doing something that's absolutely good or absolutely evil. It's, a, it's right. it, the idea in Buddhism of morality is it, if it's something is moral, it's something that will uh, push you forward towards enlightenment or gain you further mm-hmm. kind of progress on that path or hold you back from, or hold you back from it. True. Yeah. So it's not necessarily a good or a bad thing. It, it's, it's a, a case. It's more consequential, right? Like there's consequences. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's that's where religion really loses me and where you have to have a lot of cognitive dissonance while you're you're practicing because um, sin and morality have very, very, very little to do with each other. Like, for example, if you're a lustful person and you're lusting after like every woman or man you work with or both, you know, whatever, and you keep it private, it is less necessarily a bad thing. Right. On the other hand, if you're not very lustful, but you rape somebody. Now you've done something morally wrong that's harmful to somebody, but you weren't necessarily lusting after them. Maybe it was a power thing, or maybe it was from some mental disease. It has nothing to do or very little to do with lust. Um, it could have a lot more to do with, with um, a power struggle and, and showing dominance, right? So now you have these two things that aren't really related. One, one is definitely tied to morality and the other isn't. So, um, and it's the same thing with greed. I can feel a heck of a lot of greed in my heart. It's not until I do something with it that it becomes bad. And when we're taught that greed is bad, we can actually end up underserving ourselves. Like if we're taught that greed is bad and so we don't take for ourselves even when we need to, you end up helping others more than helping yourself because you don't want to be greedy for that help. Um, greed can definitely be something that serves a purpose for survival when you're not getting something that you need. And so when you're when you're taught that these things are just inherently bad, um, then running away from them can actually have just as harmful effect as fully embracing like the the extreme side of them. And so I really think when it comes to sin, there are very few overlaps with sin and morality. Like it really, but there are a lot of overlaps with sin and social control and social behavior. Does that make sense? Okay. So, so it's, is then just, just for clarity. And this is my opinion, because everybody. I, this is not, I'm not, I'm not like coming at it from an academic. I, I mean, this is Laura. I'm hearing, <laughs> I'm hearing two separate things here. And correct me if I'm wrong from yeah. what I'm hearing. Yeah. I'm hearing that from a kind of psychological point of view. Mm-hmm. Let, let's just take, take sin as, as a thing for the minute, although we know it's just a religious construct. Right. Is from a psycholog- psychological con- uh, point of view, sin and morality are, are unrelated. But from a religious point of view, mm-hmm. are they related? Do you think? Do you think that you know from that that religious mindset, step yourself back into being a religious person, and 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 look at it from that mindset? Would you see them as related there, or would you say they're still unrelated? Yeah, I would say from a religious mind point, um, they do tie it into morality, and it's the matter of a redefinition of what morality means. And to be fair to the religious person, we get to determine what terms mean, right? And so if the popular thing says morality includes um, pleasing or displeasing a God, then we have to, even as atheists, admit that that is part of the accepted definition of morality. And maybe we need to coin our own term, 
right? Or something that that really just separates um, the pleasing of an outside person from the definition and have it have it be something a little bit more succinct. But even then, definitions of morality get really, really complicated. And what one person sees as morality and another person, even as atheists, it can be it can be vastly different, right? And and that there's whole philosophies on morality, like whole schools of thought that are entirely different schools of thought on morality, right? So yes, the religious person certainly sees sin, even if it's a sin like um, don't like you have to keep the Sabbath day, right? That's one of the Ten Commandments, and it's sinful not to keep it, right? Or one of the deadly sins like vanity, right? Even if you're not hurting anybody, they would tie that into morality because to do that thing displeases God, and because God is the arbiter of morals and He decides what's right and what's wrong. If it seems arbitrary to you, it makes no difference, right? Yeah, it's really interesting actually that you bring up even amongst atheists because I've, uh, as as we are recording, the the it's literally on the. I, I heard about it first today. I gather it happened yesterday, maybe in, in my time zone. The 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 kind of Chris Rock Will Smith. Thing <laughs> I'm so glad that came Will, up in this conversation. Will Will Smith went and lamped Chris Rock for. Uh, saying something derogatory. I don't actually know that many details about it because I don't really follow celebrity stuff. But it's one of those things that's like being blown up so much that you can't avoid hearing about it. Yeah, a lot of my I've seen on social media a lot of my atheist friends disagreeing on the moral morality of what's happened, and so it's like just just kind of piggybacking a little bit on what you said about like you know atheists disagreeing on morality that's a prime example of that occurring oh absolutely it's to do with you know sin or good or evil or any yeah, of those I, things it's a purely moral kind of question i absolutely agree and it depends on so many variables and so much context that's not even funny is it moral for a man to strike another man well i don't know like what is he doing what is the reason for it right and there are people who can empathize more with Will Smith's side and say, you know what? He was right to do it. That was that was wrong of Chris Rock. Um, and now we're becoming social commentators on <laughs> celebrities. But let's do it. Why not? Um, but then you can also um, sort of take it from the other perspective of Chris Rock's perspective of it's comedy and nobody or nothing should be sacred. Like comedians fight so hard and celebrities fight so hard for nothing being taboo or sacred and like we should be able to make fun of politics and politicians and we should be able to make fun of religions and we should be able to make fun of ideas because that is the point of comedy as soon as you know as soon as you're not allowed to make fun of something now you're being oppressed right and so that comedy is a way of maintaining that that freedom well i mean that that's a big question in comedy and it's a, it's a it's a it's an it's a discussion i've been hearing since for quite a long time, actually, but you know, yeah. I, re- I remember distinctly hearing it on the radios just before Christmas, which was like three, four months ago from where we are now. Um, and 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 it was being talked about then because some something had occurred in which some comedian had said something which was close to the bone. Is nothing sacred in comedy though? Because you know, you know, how far do we go with allowing you know racism and you know, blatant sexism and and abuse in comedy. If it if it's it is nothing that, really sacred in comedy. 
Oh, that really should be like its whole conversation because I really want to take that and run with it. So I'm going to actually not answer your question and shelve it, but I'm going to write that down as um, maybe a topic of discussion for after this this set of recordings, Um, because I think that's actually a really important conversation to be had. And there's a lot that we can delve into on both sides on that. But I will say, like, um, I will go so far as to say the morality of that situation can be argued both ways, right? And what what your outcome is really speaks more like how you sit, whether you're like team Will Smith or team Chris Rock, or if you're me in the middle is like team, whatever it just happened. I don't care. Right. It really speaks more to you and to your morality than it does to those two gentlemen and what happened. Right. And whether or not they they quote unquote should or shouldn't have done what they did um, because it's so subjective in that in that case. There are times where you can define objective morality, like deliberately causing the suffering, the non-consensual suffering of another. And you can really define it to the point where it becomes objective, right? Rape is an objective, um, objectively immoral act. And, and there's a definition that is clear enough that you can objectively say, yes, that's wrong. But it's based I, on- I think I can even push back on that, but we'll leave that for another well, time. It's, yeah, we could even <laughs> have a whole other episode on that. But once because, you determine- You know, you know when, when, you, when you get into is, is objective morality- uh, uh, a simply a case of the action, or do you take into the account the consequences as well? You can, you can really. I think you can really argue against pretty much anything as being yeah. objectively bad or good. But that that's that's for all. We haven't got time, yeah. or, or it's not the subject. I know because we're talking about sin, not morality. And while there's some overlap, there's not much. Like I said, yeah. So that is a a, a different conversation for a different time. I mean, I don't even remember how we got into the Chris Rock Will Smith conversation. Yeah, um, that was me. <laughs> oh, we were talking about we were talking about differences in morality even among the um the atheist, atheist community, communities yeah. because I really have seen that same split um from from my my friends and and from my community. I, I, um, I genuinely think that that is the biggest split I have ever seen, especially amongst my circle of kind of atheist friends. This this situation has brought out the biggest split I've ever seen in yep. in 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 the kind of the community that I'm part of, and and I don't know how much of that is again introducing another element. I don't know how much of that has got to do with kind of bias because Will Smith is a like very well loved, very famous person who people feel connected to, and you know, how yeah. much of that plays a part into it. Welcome to Skeptic Hangout, folks. <laughs> Celebrity edition. <laughs> well, so I want to spend the next few minutes having some fun with just sin concepts, right? Like um, sin can be a really, really fun topic. And so far, we've been really, really academic about it, which is great. Like, I think that that, that speaks a lot to both of our characters and where our passions and interests are. Um, and that's cool. But I really think that um, there's some fun to be had in the discussion of sin um, because there are some really crazy things that are considered sinful and there's some like really seemingly legitimate things that are considered sinful where you're like oh yeah i know i kind of get that you know um but really when you when you boil it down it is just like what you said with morality the 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 deeper and deeper you get into the conversation the less cut and dry it is right um so i wanted to talk about like what what are some things first of all what's your favorite sin like something that (laughs) You could answer it however you want. Either I just think it's the zaniest, like it's my favorite because it's funny, or whether it's your favorite because you don't see it as a sin. You're like, this is my favorite thing to do that people would find simple. Okay. However, if, you want to answer if it. We're t- 
if we're defining sin as something that displeases God, mm-hmm. and therefore, if if you do that, you kind of move away from God, or God is displeased with you. It has to be kind of going down the either wearing mixed fabrics or eating shellfish, uh, kind of just stupid stuff, which really <laughs> doesn't fucking matter to anybody. There's no rhyme or reason as to as to why, you know. Jesus, man, your shirt's made of nylon. Oh yeah, you're pissing <laughs> off God again. Yeah, there wait. You go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, that's so funny. You stole my two favorites like right out of my mouth. And I was going to say them for almost the same reason. Like they satisfy both. They satisfy both the I love them because they're totally what the fuck zany. Like I don't know what was happening during the culture at that time that made those things bad, but I'm sure there's a perfectly logical cultural explanation. I kind of get the shellfish with the 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 disease and and lack yeah, of yeah, cleanliness yeah. and and stuff like that. Like I get that like sickness was bad back then. Um but mixed fabrics, I don't get it all. But they're also two of my absolute favorite sins to commit. Uh, because for one, I love comfortable clothes, as you can tell by the clothes I wear um, on the videos. Like, I love mixed fabrics. Um, but I also, <laughs> like, I love me some shrimp. Like, I, shellfish and me were, like, legit tight. So, um, like, I, I like seafood in general. Um, so, as sins go... I probably commit those two sins. Well, the, the fabrics on like a daily basis and shellfish, I'd say at least on a weekly basis. Right. And I don't know of any other, <laughs> like off the top of my head, I don't know of any other sin that I commit quite that often. There might, I, I think, don't get me wrong. I think one of, one of the, uh, you know, we're coming up to the end of the show. I, I, you know, touching on a bit more of a serious, that was a great question, by the way, but touching <laughs> more on, a, on a bit more of a serious uh, kind of standpoint, I think the most abhorrent thing considered sinful in kind of the Abrahamic faiths mm-hmm. is is homosexuality. And That's I think like that stuff, yeah. is... is not, not, And I'm not suggesting, I, I realise my wording may have been a bit odd then, I'm not suggesting homosexuality is abhorrent. I'm suggesting no, that the, the other idea way around. sinful is abhorrent because it's absolutely ludicrous. Uh, you know, that anybody, and, and bear in mind, this isn't just a modern thing. You know, a lot, a lot of people who kind of argue for homosexuality being a sin think it's modern culture and modern society. The, that's that's kind of got this these wayward ideas and it's a sign of the degrade degrading societies and you know all this bullshit but no ancient romans and ancient greeks and the ancient chinese they loved a bit of homosexuality and why not you know well, that's nothing- true there have been so many cultures that have embraced embraced sexuality period and yeah. like i like i don't even like I've gotten to the point with with Christianity specifically where I don't even like singling out homosexuality, just sexuality. Like premarital yeah, yeah. sex is bad, homosexuality is bad, being too sexual is bad, showing off too much of your skin is bad. Like basically our sexuality has been put into chains and locked into a little closet and been given this tiny little peephole through which to shine only for purposes of reproduction. And I get that modern Christians, I'm being a little bit hyperbolic. I get that there's a little bit more sexuality 
and a little bit more openness in contemporary Christianity. But Christianity has done more to squelch sexuality in general. And you're right about homosexuality. There are so many cultures out there where it was just widely accepted because it's recognized as normal. It's we have human nature and what a lot of religions seek to do. And I would say politics and ideologies, just as much as religions seek to do this is to take what is naturally human nature and to try and condition it out or control it or stop it or redirect it somewhere. And, um, and Abrahamic faiths specifically do that splendidly with sexuality. And I find it equally abhorrent. I, I can't stand um, how sinful they've made our experience as a human being. And sexuality is a big, big part of that. And I would, I would go for even further, actually, and say it's nature. It's not yeah. human nature. Human it's, nature. It's, it's nature. nature. Our, our, our friend Kyle Brewer, who has the fantastic science oh, yes. channel on, on YouTube, he, he, uh, he pointed me in the direction to a video he's just made about uh, um, humans being animals and, and it, you know, and, and how that relates to kind of the perception of God and things like that. Um, you know, go and watch that video. It's only Kyle makes really short, really succulent videos. I love where you videos. Can I will link really... that one in this this week's show. Like, I just wrote myself a little it's... note to link it in the show so that you guys can go check it out because I like yeah, this stuff. It's, it's, it's really good. If you've not seen Kyle, go and check out his stuff because it's, it's amazing. He does brilliant science shows, two, three, four-minute longs, and where he talks about different subjects in science. And, you know, that, uh, you know, like I say, his latest one is all about how the human being is an animal. So I'd say it's nature. Like and it. we observe homosexuality within nature. And I don't know whether it's this idea that humans aren't animals within religions. I don't know where this idea came, it especially yeah. in an ancient world where it, where it was so kind of prevalent and accepted uh, to, to, you know, be sleep with men or women of, of the same sex or gender. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know whether it's an idea that when these kind of, as, as these religions and ideas developed, they, they kind of, because they wanted to, separate human beings from the animal kingdom, whether that was it. I'd love to see some studies. I've not seen any studies on that as, as to how the kind of, and I don't know if there are any studies on that, as to how uh, the kind of, the idea that we are separate to the animal kingdom has any bearing on whether that's why they thought that homosexuality was, was kind of wrong. I don't know. I'd love to see something. But in all honesty, like science is a relatively new process, human history wise. Right. And specifically in-depth studies of animals is even more recent. So I don't think there was a heck of a lot of mindfulness or oversight as to how we compare to animals in terms of our behavior. I think that there was a lot of perception of separation between humans and animals. And I could be wrong, but Mm -hmm. Like, I know that there was a lot of animal husbandry and that people knew a lot about animals in terms of reproduction and, and raising them and stuff like that. But I don't know that, like, in-depth studies were done in terms of animal behavior and specifically animal sexuality. So I don't know that there's a link with those two things specifically, like homosexuality being seen as wrong and humans being seen as not animals. But I do, I do see that historically religions have done more to separate humans from the animal kingdom. and therefore 
um, dictate our behavior much more arbitrarily than, than, than animal behavior, right? Like much more, we have to control what we would, what, what we might say are just normal animal urges from a religious perspective. Um, they are bad or wrong or need to be controlled or, or even exercised completely out of our, out of our experience. Okay, we we are. I you know I could sit here and talk about this for for hours and hours and hours. It's one of those shows. I think this one we uh, and we've opened so many rabbit holes <laughs> that we'd have no problem doing from that. If you if you if you're familiar with the show, especially when me and Laura get going together, uh, we're we're kind of renowned for not being. We actually do another show uh, together called the Nonprofits for the ACA, and yeah. uh, it, it's it's. <laughs> It's it's kind of an in joke that if myself and uh, Laura are, are on together, it's going to be a, a, a show that it's it's like a skeptic hangout episode. Presenters, on yeah, <laughs> are going to get a word in, really. So we are coming to the end of the show, Laura. Yeah. What are, you know, final thoughts on sin? Um, I okay, I love the conversation of sin, and I'm hoping that next time if we get into it again, we can actually talk about the various sins and maybe even get more into whether each individual one is moral or not. So I think there's a lot of ground to cover there. Um, but honestly, you when you're a religious person, it's hard to separate the sin from the morality. It's hard to separate right and wrong, like our human perceptions of right and wrong from um religious perceptions of sin and really they're they're very 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 different when you're looking at them from the outside so i guess my closing thoughts would be to just if you're gonna research or think about sin is to try and see it sort of from that that objective perspective of what is actually being said in these religious documents what is actually considered a sin and why and how does that actually apply to human morality like take a moment to reflect on that for a moment I, I've got a lot, a lot more to say. I've got, like I said, me and Laura could talk about this for hours and hours. I've got a lot more to say on sin. But my my thing at the minute is I want to learn more. Like I said earlier in the show, I'm getting really into kind of theology and how that's all wrapped up together with sin and uh, you know original sin. I've got so much to learn on that. This is a field which is I'm I'm interested in and I've done a lot of study on. But I've got mm-hmm. so much more to learn in it. So I'm just, I'm going to leave it open and I'm not going to give a final thought. I'm just going to say I'm very excited about getting further into it in my own studies in the future. Nice. Well, I know next week our conversation is on Genesis. So I suspect that sin is going to come up again. And that might be a way of maybe getting more into the weeds of Christian sin and original sin. That keep We'll keep this conversation going on our Facebook page and then we'll roll it right into next week, I'm sure, when we talk about Genesis. Um, although there's many other directions we can take it as well. So yeah, thank you guys for joining us and I hope you join us next week as well. See you later.